0: Hello. You love that, right?
1: gospel must be preached the youngest country in the world is also the most depressed country in the world one out of four young people in our nation are depressed and every hour one teenager commits suicide and for me that means every hour somebody is going to hell somebody who didn't hear hear about jesus is going to hell and that hurts me now i've learned early in life that two things that matter to eternity is the souls of men and the word of god if the word of god if the name jesus doesn't even enter this young generation in india i'm telling you they're going to hell and depression is real i'm telling you this is the time this is the moment in the middle of this pandemic depression is skyrocketing suicides are skyrocketing even in california i heard more people died of suicide than COVID 19. and the gospel must be preached and then our team in india have been researching and found that 80 percent of everybody that goes to a counselor they want somebody to listen to less than 20 percent need medication so what we have done is we have raised hundreds of volunteers that we have developed a product, a platform online for young people to engage. And there are people out there listening to them on chat. All the Z kids in the room, all the younger millennials in the room, you prefer to chat than talk on the phone. So there are, there are these volunteers out there who have been trained who are available to chat with these people so that they can listen to what's going on and they can pray with them, and they can share the love of Jesus Christ with them. India for Jesus! Come on, somebody, somebody, somebody say hallelujah in this room. And I'm here to tell you, we need your prayer. We need your prayer. We need your support. And I'm here on behalf of that generation that God is raising up to be in this city, in this church. Amen. Will you pray with us? Will you pray for them? Will you pray for the young people in our nation? Well, I am extremely honored. Come on, somebody say hallelujah in this room. Oh, no, no, no. I can't hear you. My youth minister, I love people screaming. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Come on, that's better. That's better. Come on, Morning Star, give a big clap offering to Jesus this morning. feels right at home, and I'm honored to be here this morning in this church. I believe this is the hand of God. This is the plan of God, and God is about to do something in this room. Amen? I believe already, you know, the last time I was here, you know, I'm, I'm so honored to be here, Pastor. Come on, give, your, give a big round of applause for Pastor John Decker, for Pastor Teresa. You know what? This is the swaggiest pastor I've ever seen in my life. Your pastor's got swag. (laughs) I don't know a pastor who who drives around in a Mustang. Come on. (laughs) You know, full of love, genuine, authentic, generous, hospitable care. That's all that is to this family. Come on, give it up one more time. You are blessed. Let me tell you, I travel around the world and I see a lot more people. And I'm telling you, you are blessed. Amen. I'm also honored to be with some of my family members here this morning. John and Jeeva and Emma. Know them for over 30 years. Come on. If you think I look good, if I sound good, you know, John was my youth leader. Back in the day, you know, when we had nothing, we would sit around on his porch and dream about filling stadiums. And I'm excited that we are here in in America at the same time. And I believe the kingdom is going to expand because of our our partnership and our friendship. And Jeeva, you know her. I spent more time in their home when I was in school, you know, eating and fellowshipping with them. And it's a real honor to be here. Thank you. God bless you. I'm also here with my beautiful wife and two boys. Can you stand up? My one and only beautiful wife, Kalpana, I got her pregnant. We've been listening to the song called Born in the USA by Bruce Springsteen. Well, this kid is going to be full-blown American. Hallelujah! We got a baby coming on the way. We got two more boys here, Levi and Zach, six and nine, and they're rocking the world. The eldest one said, Dad, I want to be a trillionaire. And I'm going to give a few millions to you guys. I said millions are not good enough. We need the billions. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. And, uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm excited. That's all my introduction right now, but I'm going to get into it. Let me tell you something. Last time I was here, pastor heard from the Lord. I was sitting right here where sir is t- sitting, and pastor f- felt in, in his heart to get me up on stage. I was in my shorts, and he, 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 made, a, he, he made sure that I was not wearing shorts today. He said, i got a suit up. And he said almost I was going to be twinning with him. He's going to be wearing the same jacket that I was wearing. All right, that's good. So he I was sitting right here. He leans down, comes out after his sermon, and says, Bonnie, I want you to close out the service and do whatever the Lord is asking you to do. And guess what happened? You know, when you get an evangelist on stage, people get saved, people get healed. Hallelujah. So guess what happened? People got saved, people got recommitted, cancers disappearing, people with side No, Even a person watching the service online. On the other side, and there was a word of knowledge about somebody who's got a back pain, a sciatic pain, that for two days that person couldn't get out of bed. On the spot, the Lord healed. Well, even before I speak, it's not about my speaking. I believe already healing is all over happening in this room right now. Sicknesses are leaving your bodies. Every plan of the devil has been broken right now. And I'm telling you, today, I'm dropping a billion-dollar revelation. You better get ready. Are you ready? Yeah. Come on. I'm telling you, get your Bibles. Today, my, my topic, if you have it up here, is called bending time. Somebody say, bending time. All right, all the, you know, all the young people, i got some stuff for you. Bending time. You know, this morning is pretty, come on, say that again. Bending time. Everybody wants to bend time. Let me tell you, uh, This morning as I stand here and minister, I'm also ministering for three services in a church in New York City. Is that amazing? You know, me and John, we were driving in. I was, you know, I was ministering in another city, and I'm here at the same time. That's something called bending time. You're you're hacking time. You're crunching time, and you're here in two places at the same time. Hallelujah. Thank God for technology. But let me tell you, this morning, bend in time. You know, if you've, been, if you've seen the movie The End Game, has anybody seen The End Game? A few people in the room. You know, End Game was all about, you know, going back in time so that things got messed up. But they had to go back in time in the movie and fix things in the past so the future could be changed. But let me tell you, the Bible has got some hacks or some keys to change the future of your life. Hallelujah. Is anybody excited? I want to get your attention to John chapter 2. Get your Bibles up. John chapter 2. Got too many Johns in the room today. John chapter 2 and verses 3. If you know what I'm talking about, you know the story. You know the story of the wedding at Cana. Well, the opening sequence of the story starts off with a crisis. And the crisis is they ran out of wine. You know what I'm trying to say? I'm looking at people in this room. I'm looking at our nation. I'm looking at around the world. There is a crisis going on in this world. It's called a pandemic. It's called COVID-19, whatever. It's affecting our homes. It affects our businesses. It affecting our nation. It's affected our economies. But let me tell you something. Thank God for crisis. Because when there is a crisis, the crisis is the butt or the butt, you know, I would, I would say the, the bedrock for the supernatural to step in. Whenever there was a crisis, there was a miracle. So, this morning, if I'm prophesying, I'm speaking, this is a prophetic word to people in this room. If you are going through crisis, just say thank God for crisis because Jesus is about to show up. Come on, you got to holler at me. You got to help me preach. You got to scream. You got to jump up. You receive this word because I'm telling you, if you receive this word, something's going to shift in your life. Crisis is the birthplace of the supernatural. So this morning, if you're going through some kind of a crisis, get ready for God to show up. The next thing that's happening, if you learn a little bit about this wedding i got to bring in a little bit of context from the Eastern world. You know, the Eastern world, the world that we come from in India, it's a shame-based culture. And the Western world is based on a guilt-based culture. So we invite, our weddings are big. Somebody say big. You know, it's got to be at least 500 is a minimum, and the maximum is a couple of thousand. Can you imagine that? You don't even know those people. But you just want to show off in front of people because you're constantly concerned about what people think. That's part of our culture. And here is the biggest problem in this crisis. The bigger crisis is a problem of shame. You know, guess what happened when you run out of wine, which is the main ingredient in the wedding. When you run out of wine, you're in a place of shame. You're like, oh my goodness. What are the people going to think about us? They're going to tell everybody that Bonnie's wedding, they ran out of wine. And you know that good, you know, bad news travels faster than good news. But let me tell you something. This morning, God is speaking to people in this room who are going through shame. Let me tell you, God is about to turn your shame away. If you're in a place of defeat, if you're in a place where something is going wrong in your marriage, something is going wrong in your life, that you've been in a place of shame. Let me tell you, in the place of shame God is about to clothe you with double honor. Somebody receive that and say, amen. That's my word. That's my word. God is going to turn that shame away and fill that with the honor of God. So it starts off with crisis. And guess what happened? Jesus' mother looks at Jesus and says, you know what? Jesus, son, they ran out of wine. Now, Jesus is not in a good mood, let me tell you. Don't quote me on this. Jesus is not in a mood to do a miracle. Jesus wants to just chill with his buddies, enjoy the wedding, you know, have some wine, and leave the place. But his mother is like, you know, Jesus gets so irritated. He is like, he doesn't even call mommy, mom, mom, woman. He's irritated. He's like, man, leave me alone. But you know what? Let me tell you something. This mother, Mary, she knew Jesus at two levels. One, she knew Jesus as her son, right? She knew Jesus as her son. She knew that, all right, my boy, my boy. But also on the other side, she knew this is the son of God. Come on. The son of the most high God. He's omniscient. He's omnipotent. He's capable of doing anything. Many people in this room use Jesus. Jesus has just become part of your vocabulary in your home. You don't even know what that means. I mean, you're a Christian. you got a Christian name. you got Matthew and Luke and Jacob and all those cool names, Christian names. And you say, Jesus, like, all right, is this part of my, yeah, Jesus. He's part of our home. For some people, Jesus is a swear word. You become too familiar with the name Jesus. It's about you know Jesus, but do you really know him? If you know him, you know what he is capable of. You know what he can do in your life. You know how he can turn your shame away. You know how he can turn your sickness away. You know how he can change your life around. Mary knew that. That's why when Jesus walked up into that place, Mary said, Wine has run out. And just Jesus said, Woman, listen, I'm not in a mood to do any miracle. Just leave me alone, is what he said. I mean, I'm paraphrasing it. In my version, it says, Dear woman, okay, dear woman, this is a little more diplomatic version. (laughs) Dear woman, why do you involve me? Please. It's like being in the West, you know. Don't bother me. In our Indian culture, everybody wants to get involved with everything. The moment you got married... They're checking. I mean, before you know when you're single, everyone's checking when are you getting married? When you're getting married, when you're getting married. The moment you get this is I'm talking about India. Everybody loves everybody so much. And then when you get married, they're asking you when you're having the first child. When you have the first child, they're asking when you're having the second child. When you have the second child, they're checking when you're having the third child. Now when you're asking there, they want to get involved with everything. That's what I like about being here. Nobody, everybody is so independent. Sometimes I miss home because I miss those free consulting advices from everybody. (laughs) In America, you got to pay for consulting, man. I'm telling you, you got to pay for those services. Are you guys with me? Are you guys with me? Now, listen, I'm just jumping into something exciting here. Where are we right now? Help me back. Jesus, where? (laughs) Woman, oh, my goodness, woman, just, just, just leave me alone. But guess what? You know, mothers, I know my mother. I know she's been, she's praying. Hey, I'm standing here. By the way, all the mothers and fathers in the house, you're worried about your kids. I'm standing here as a living testimony for you to say that your prayers works. If you're crying for your boy, if you're crying for your girl, I'm telling you, my mom and dad prayed for me. In fact, when I was sleeping in the night, my mom would be laying hands on me and my brothers so that we would walk in the ways of the Lord. Right now, I'm speaking to you, preaching the gospel. This itself, I'm look- you're looking at a miracle. And testimony means, Lord, do it again. That means he can do it in your life as well. Somebody say amen to that. All right, so but Jesus, you know how mothers are. Mothers like, all right, I know what you're saying, but guess what? She does something here. Verse number five, all the kids are giggling out there. You know your mothers. His mother said to the servant, do whatever he tells you. All right, can you say that again? Do whatever he tells you. Now, I want you guys to look at this timeline. Jesus, this is your present tense. This is your future tense. And this is your past tense. This is your past. This is your present. This is your future. This miracle is not supposed to happen in the present right now. He's not in a mood to do that miracle. His miracle is supposed to happen. In fact, this is the opening miracle of the ministry of Jesus. So he, wants, he doesn't want to do it at this wedding. He wants to do something spectacular. But guess what happened? Mary is kind of edging it, pushing it. Let me tell you something. Mary says a statement of faith. Let me tell you, what is your confession in the middle of this crisis? When you look at a crisis, when you're faced with a problem, what is your confession? Are you saying what everybody else is saying? Oh my goodness, my business is going to shut down. Is fear taking over your life or is faith kicking in? Let me tell you something. Faith is the language of heaven. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. If you're based on fear, I'm telling you, this morning, it's time for you to move from faith, from fear to faith. Somebody said, faith is spelled, John Wimber said, faith is spelled R-I-S-K. Jesus is in a bad mood, but his mom is like, let me take a risk. Let me take a, make a statement of faith by saying, let me say, Maybe whatever he says, he has to do it. Now, this is what happens. This is what happens. Now, that makes Jesus to get into action. He was not in a mood to do anything. But Mary's faith, Mary's statement makes a mark in the life of Jesus. He said, okay, let me do it now. The miracle that was supposed to happen tomorrow is now happening today. So your faith, your statement, your confession, let me tell you, how many of you have got Alexas? We just automated our living room in our home. It's all Alexa activated. Alexa, window light on. Okay. You know? And then you move it and you connect it to Siri and it's the whole house. is Now they're leaking on our conversation. But whoever is listening to us is listening to the gospel. Hallelujah. <laughs> all right. All right. So here we go. But let me tell you, we have a voice activated faith. Jesus spoke, God spoke, and everything came into being. In fact, I would just say that God bended time right at the first second of creation. He spoke, and everything came into being. Are you with me, people? Now, I'm getting to the exciting part of it. Listen, Jesus didn't want to do the miracle. Mary's faith words are now pushing the miracle that was supposed to happen tomorrow into today. All right? And the next thing that they do is, Jesus tells somebody, get some jars. Let me tell you, these are not jars where you store wine. This is jars where they store water to wash the feet of people when they walk into the house. So it doesn't make sense. Let me tell you, whenever God tells you to do something, it never makes sense. Let me tell you the story. I don't know if you've seen, has anybody seen the the blessing? We're going to do that song today. But when I was in New York City, Young man, brown boy in New York City, a couple of months into New York City and into the lockdown. I don't know much people. And I'm like, God, what am I doing? And guess what happened? I was on a ferry ride every single day from where I live in Roosevelt Island all the way to Wall Street. It's an hour and a half journey. I'll be on that ferry praying over the city, speaking in tongues, praying over the city. God bless New York, bless New York, because that's all I could do in lockdown. And guess what happened while I was doing that? One evening, I heard the Lord say, I want you to do this project called the New York Blessing. Has anybody heard the song, The Blessing? God is asking me to do the New York version of it. I'm like, God, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This brown Indian boy, we, I don't know anybody. How am I going to do this? I began to start questioning whether I can do it. And God began to speak to me from the book of Exodus about Moses. How Moses felt so uns- insignificant, unprepared, untrained for the assignment and God said, you got to do it. So I put my hands up and said, yes, Lord, if it is you, i wait for two weeks, hoping that some powerful, because some of my friends in the UK did the UK blessing. They are the most influential church in that region. I'm like, what am I going to do? But God said, I want to use you. And guess what happened? I said, yes. And the next thing I know is one day after day, within a week, we had some of the most influential churches in the city sign up to that vision. And guess what happened? We had 100 churches, 125 voices. Eight languages being represented in the song. And I'm telling you, that song has become a blessing to the nations. Franklin Graham shared it. CBN shared it. NBC just did a write-up about it. Yesterday, Christianity Today did a big write-up about it. God is turning that private testing in my life and making it a public testimony to the nations of the world. Do what He tells you to do. Jesus, in fact, said, this is my key words in the season. I said, Jesus said, I don't do anything what the Father tells me to do. A lot of people are going to tell you a lot of things, especially in India. But you've got to pay attention to what the Father is speaking you to do. Whatever He tells you to do, do it. Now, guess what happened? They get the jars, they fill it with water, and guess what happened? Where is my glass? I've I, I got to demonstrate this. Can you give me a bottle, please? That, that little bottle, John, thank you. Now, this is... This is, they've converted the water jars and they're taking it, imagine this is looking, what does it look like? This looks like water, now the boys are taking it to the MC, okay? Taking the the, the water and into the hands of the MC, by the time it reaches the MC and takes a sip, it has already become wine. I mean, you don't see it here, I don't have the power yet to do that. But it turned from water into wine. Now, let me just tell you a little bit of instru- uh, illustration about what happened. Now, yesterday, I was on Instagram, and a friend of mine just turned 40, and somebody gifted him a 40-year-old wine bottle. And he's harping about it on social media. Well, you know what about social media? Social media is about the highs of life. After he did that picture, he must be crying at home. But nobody knows about it. He just, they, you know, and, and he's showing us a 40-year-old wine bottle because he's 40 years old. But guess what happened? I'm telling you. What just happened there right now at the obedience of Jesus is what happened is 40 years. Tell me how much time does it take for a wine to become, from a seed format to become wine? Let me just say this is 40 years. Put another one year, two years, all the wine experts here, one year, two years to become a plant, bear fruit. Let's put it 42 years. 42 years. When Jesus, when that guy picked up the glass and he sipped it, it became wine. What happened is 42 years of work just time crunched into one second. Time bending. Time crunching. In another word, I use the word divine acceleration. You walk into divine acceleration where you get to your destination. You finish a mission in a faster pace than you were actually supposed to be doing. And I look at myself, I'm like, People who've been in the city for 10 years couldn't attempt to do that, pro, that, that vision, but God, the anointing, the, 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 the word of acceleration came upon me, and I said, God, I will do it, and guess what happened? 42 years of miracle, just, of work just crunched into one second. Somebody excited about that word. Man, I'm, I'm getting goosebumps preaching this. And I'm telling you, the scripture goes on, the last scripture said, it was the first time the glory of God manifested in that place let me tell you whenever the glory of God is manifested there is time crunching hallelujah let me tell you your wait is over your wait is over the miracle that's supposed to happen tomorrow because of your statement of your faith because of your act of faith is going to push the timeline of the miracle from tomorrow into today acceleration divine acceleration let me just jump into a few scriptures that I got to go before I close uh, uh, Amos chapter 9 and verse 13 in the message version. This is one of my life scriptures. It says, Can you? Amos chapter 9 and verse 13. All right, this is the ESV. I've got to check out the message version. It says, Things are going to happen so fast that your head is going to start spinning. One thing on the heels of the other. You will not be able to keep up. Blessings are flowing like wine from the mountains. Things are happening so fast so fast that your head is spinning, I'm like, oh my goodness, is this real or not? Is this miracle for real or not? All right, last last second, I was feeling sick, but this second, I'm feeling well. Am I, is this real or not? Yesterday, I wasn't dead. Today, I'm out of debt. Hallelujah. Yesterday, I didn't have a house, but today, I have a house. In a second of a time, acceleration, let me just numerically explain that. What you could do in 10 years, now you will do it in 10 months. What you could do in 10 months, you will now do it in 10 weeks. What you could do in 10 weeks, you will now do it in 10 days. What you could do in 10 days, you will do it in 10 hours. What you could do in 10 hours, you could do it in 10 seconds. God is a God of acceleration. Somebody say hallelujah. And the God of acceleration is in this room today. Come on. He's just about to accelerate the miracle. that miracle. That miracle that's supposed to happen tomorrow is going to happen today because the glory of God is manifesting in this room. Is anybody with me? God is going to accelerate your season. Your next big business idea. Yesterday you lost your job, but today you're about to start your own business. Hallelujah. You've just moved from consuming to creating. Let me tell you, you were never called to consume. You were called to create. You were not called to survive. You were called to thrive. Somebody asked me, how you doing? I said, I am thriving in Babylon. I'm in pandemic, but I'm riding over the pandemic right now. When things are supposed to be going down, I'm going up. If you look at somebody in the Wall Street, he'll tell you, Buy low and sell high. When everybody is panicking, there's a group of people that's buying stuff at cheap prices, and you're going to, they're going to sell it to you back at a higher price. My eyes, I pray that your eyes would be open. Not literally, I'm here talking about divine acceleration. Now, I want to step a little bit into restoration. Now, you're looking at a timeline. How much time do I have? I have a timer here, Pastor. You never tell the preacher as the Lord leads, because you're going to be here a long time. All right. <laughs> so I'm standing in present tense, this is my future tense, and this is my past tense. Now you're looking at your past and you're looking, oh my goodness, I made some really bad choices. I'm married, I'm married, I made some bad decisions with my marriage. I made some bad decisions with some addiction to drugs. I made some bad decisions with my job. I made some bad decisions with my investment. I made some bad decisions with working in partnership with people. And my life is messed up. And every day you look at your past and like, oh my goodness, my past is messy. Is anybody in the room feeling that? But let me tell you, in this season of acceleration, not only God is going to accelerate your life, He's going to take your shame, your pain, whatever you miss, He's going to redeem what you lost. And from the past, He's going to bring it into the present. Are you guys getting me? Are you guys getting me? Your shame is gone. Whatever mistake you did, God said, let me just read that scripture for you. Joel chapter 2 and verse 25, He says, I will restore... The years that the enemy has taken away. You feel like the enemy has taken your years? The enemy has taken your fruit? The enemy has taken away your kids? The enemy has taken away your business? The enemy has taken away your life? Let me tell you in Jesus' name that God is about to not only accelerate, but He's about to restore everything, everything. That the enemy has taken. I love to go to First Samuel chapter 30 and verse 19. There was a war. Somebody came. The enemies came and took over David's life and David's uh, family. The scripture says, David went there. The last line. All that you need to re- read is the last line. David brought back some all. Another version says, David went back and recovered all. All that the enemy has taken away from your life. Hallelujah. Not only is God going to restore your life, you're going to accelerate your life, He's actually going to restore what the enemy has taken and He's going to restore it all. Somebody say amen to that. Isaiah chapter 61 and verse 7. This is my last scripture before we begin to pray. Some, somebody, I got, I, got, I got you guys to read it together with me. Come on, somebody read it. Instead of your shame, there shall be a... Double portion, not a single portion. Say that again double portion instead of dishonor, they shall rejoice in their Lord. Therefore, in that land, they shall possess a double portion, they shall have everlasting joy. Come on, shout a hallelujah to that. Whatever, whatever whatever the enemy has taken whatever mistakes that you have made let me tell you god wants to restore your life he wants to take the past decisions and the past messes of your life he wants to restore it back and he wants to accelerate your life so in this room in this room as you hear the word and if god is speaking to you i'm telling you don't be distracted Every time God speaks, the enemy tries to distract us. Is everybody with me? Come on, look at me. Is everybody with me? Let's say focus on what God is doing. Not only does he want to accelerate your life, he wants to restore your life. He wants to restore your marriage. He wants to restore your finances. He wants to restore your child's life, your future, your life that God messed up with drugs and addiction. He wants to restore your life. This morning, God is speaking to people in this room. As every eye is closed right now, I'm going to ask people in this room, who in this room, as much as you heard the word of restoration, as much as you heard the word of acceleration, there are people in this room that God wants to look at you and say, He loves you. He loves you more than your father. He loves you more than your mother. He loves you more than your sister, your brother, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your husband, your wife, your closest brother. He loves you. And He loves you so much that He went on the cross to die for you. He wants to restore your life. He wants to touch your life. He wants to, you know, I'm telling you, no, having a Christian name is not going to take you to heaven. If you do not know Jesus as your personal Savior, you will not enter heaven, the Bible says. Yes. This morning is God speaking to you. I don't know what's going on in your life. What is a mess that you've committed? Maybe last night you did something, maybe this morning that you did something, maybe you're you're just looking back at your life, I'm like, oh my goodness, what a mess. Let me tell you, God's going to turn that mess and make it a message. He's going to turn that test and make it a testimony. As every eye is closed, who in this room wants to say, yes, that's me. I want to ask Jesus to come into my life. I want him to be my master, my savior, my Lord. I want to ask Him to come into my life so that He can take away the past messes and give me brand new life. If that is you in this room, wherever you are people watching online slip up your hand wherever you are and say yes that's me. I want to commit my life to Jesus and say I want, yes I see that hand anybody else in this room somebody in this room wants to say yes Lord that's me I want to ask Jesus to come into my life and make me a new person anybody else in this room I see that hand, thank you. Now the second call I feel is for people who felt like, yes, I know Jesus, I've been walking with Jesus, but for the past few months, few weeks, few years, I walked away from God. But today I want to come back, let me tell you, as far as you could be, you're just one step away from Jesus. His hands are open, stretched out for you and say, it's fun daughter, come to me because I love you. If you're that person, you want to recommit your life and say, yes, Lord, that is me. I want to recommit my life. I want to get back to Jesus. I want to walk with Jesus. I want to live with Jesus. And I want to walk in acceleration. I want to walk in restoration. If that is you, slip up your hands. I see those hands. Anybody else? Yes, Lord, that's you. Anybody else in this room? Yes, I see that hand. Yes, I see that hand. Anybody else in this room? Slip up your hand. This is your moment. This is your moment. This is your moment. I really want to ask you to do something right now. It's a step of faith. It's a step of faith. Just like Mary pushed the timeline of that miracle. I want you guys to stand up. If you made those decisions, stand up wherever you are and just walk forward. I want you to take a step of faith. Yes, I believe I'm going to give my life to Jesus. I believe that I want to recommit my life. And if that is you, just get up wherever you are. Make that step of faith and walk forward right now. Thank you so much. Anybody else? Come on, clap for these guys for this, guys. God is moving in this room. God is moving in this room. I'm telling you, there are more people. There are more people in this room. Stand up wherever you are. You want to give your life to Jesus. You want to recommit your life to Jesus. And you want to walk up into the front. Come on. Stand up wherever you are. Walk up right in the front. Come on. If that is you, but wait a moment right now. Thank you, Jesus. Can you, can you say this prayer together? Jesus, Jesus. I know that I'm a, sinner, I know I'm a sinner. But today, I want to ask you to come into my life. I believe that you died on the cross for me. I believe that your blood washes all my sins. Jesus, come into my life. Make me a new person in Jesus' name. Come on, give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. Come on, give it up for these people. One more thing. Who in this room received and said, God, that word is for me? That word of restoration, that word of acceleration is for me. If you feel that that is your word, I want you to stand up right over you and say, yes, that is my word. I receive it, and I receive it, and I receive it. I want to see things restore. I want to see things accelerate. Come on, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Hey, Jesus. Come on, receive that word. Lift up your hands and say, yes, Lord, I receive. I receive the word that you can restore everything that what the enemy has taken away from my life. I believe you can accelerate things that have been lost from my life right now. I believe instead of shame, there will be a double portion. Instead of shame, there will be a double portion. There will be divine acceleration over your life. Come on, receive it and say, yes, Lord. That's me. All my life, all my family, all my business, all my children. Oh, my career! I believe. Oh, my family! Broken marriages are being restored right now. I sense it in my heart. Broken marriages are being restored right now. God is going to restore broken marriages in this room. I hear the Lord say right now. Broken relationships, businesses that are bankrupt. God is saying, "I am reviving businesses right now." Come on, dream a billion-dollar dream. Dream because we have a we serve a big God. Come on, receive it. Receive it. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I receive that word. 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 Amen. Who in this room is sick? You feel like there's some, there's some pain in your body. There's some sickness in your body. You're standing in proxy for your brother, your sister at home. You feel like last time I was here, we prayed for somebody who has cancer. God, heal that person out of cancer. Now I believe God can do that for today. Who in this room wants to receive a physical healing in your life? Just lift up your hand and say, yes, Lord, that's me. The Bible says, by the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. Not only present tense, present continuous sense, you are healed and you would continue to walk in healing. Who in this room says, yes, the name of God is Jehovah Rapha, which means God heals. If that person in this room, if you are that person, you want to receive some physical healing, come on. Begin to receive it right now. Yes, lift up your hand and say, yes, Lord, I received it. Father, in the name of Jesus, every allergy, leave that body right now in the name of Jesus. I hear the Lord say there's somebody in this room watching online who's got a kidney trouble, they're saying that your kidneys have to be replaced. God is restoring your kidney right now in the name of Jesus. I hear the Lord say somebody with an open heart surgery scheduled. There's an open heart surgery. There's a big clot in your your heart. God is saying, I am healing that person right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, receive your healing. Receive your healing. Arthritis, be healed right now in the name of Jesus shakaraba. Some kind of allergy in your right eye. There is an eye infection you're not able to see properly. There's a redness of eyes. God is saying, I'm healing right now in the name of Jesus. Spinning of head. Migraine constantly on a daily basis. You're popping a lot of pills. Today is the last day of that migraine. In the name of Jesus, you are healed. Migraine, leave their bodies right now in the name of Jesus. Come on. heal flowing in this place healing flowing in this place Father right now right now right now right now I want you to move and do something you couldn't do before and if you've experienced healing right now in the body just lift up your hands and say wave your hands up and say I feel something I feel the healing I feel God has done something if that is you just wave your hands up you couldn't do something you couldn't stretch your leg you couldn't do something you're able to do that do that right now exercise your faith let me see what God is in the room come on who is that person anybody in this room you're feeling the healing just wave your hands up in the air come on thank God for Jesus what God is doing right here on this corner anybody else in this room anybody else in this room you wave your hands right at the back God is healing somebody thank you you feel it you feel it anybody else just wave your hands and say I feel yes God is doing something God is doing something in the in the balcony there do you feel it come on come on come on come on yes father Lord I speak from today onwards I speak a word of acceleration upon this church upon the leadership in the name of Jesus I'm telling you, I'm feeling, Pastor, that there's going to be a divine alignment where churches are going to come and align to you and say that, I want you to be the man of God over our church. I want you to be the voice over our church. I want you to be the overseer of our church. There is an alignment that is coming. There is property. There is real estate. There is churches being added to this church. If you believe it, say, Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now we want to sing the blessing all over you. Amen. Come on, Marty. Receive your hands up in the air and say, yes, I receive it.
0: singing amen. Come on. Your children and the children and the children may his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and your children. Come on, may his favor, may his favor be upon you, be a thousand generations, and your family.
1: mighty shout
2: of praise hallelujah so be it amen so be it that's what that means so be it this is from numbers it's the word of the lord it's a blessing do you really believe god is for you and not against you amen do you believe he wants to take you from glory to glory to glory. That's what his word says. As we decrease, he wants to increase within us. Uh, I just wanted to share this. Because God is a good God. Amen? Amen. He's a good God. The season that we're in, we've never been this way before, and it's not a good season but God is good yes. but, God. but God is good my field my responsibility is right here Morningstar Fellowship I can't talk about what that church is doing or that church is doing or what that church should or should not be doing this is my field what the Lord has put in my spirit for Quakertown and Pinsburg, it's not time to decrease or step back or retreat. He has clearly spoken to my spirit. It's time to go. 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 This is a testimony. When we came 16 years ago to start this ministry, we were in the little building where the kids meet now, Morning Star Kids Ministry. It came to us from multiple people. Why are you going to quit your Town? It's a graveyard for pastors and churches.
0: Not anymore.
2: But God. But God. But God it's a testimony when we outgrew that and we see we needed to build where we're at now and all around there was an economic recession in America but God said it's time to build Amen. and we responded in faith and when it's time we're being told to shut down and cease and maybe we shouldn't meet together. I'm gonna tell you, we're getting ready to obey God and open up Pinsburg. It's time to go. It's time to go. You see, our God is a God of the supernatural. That's what we've been hearing this morning. That's who he is. And he says, come and join me in my supernatural. It's a year of breakthrough. I still believe it. What I say last week, we won't have a breakthrough until we need a breakthrough. We need a breakthrough. We're getting ready for breakthrough. Hallelujah. Praise God. Go ahead and pray. Close it out. And God, as we surrender to him and give ourselves to him fully, we will see him be who he is. Amen. Amen. Did you thank God for the word today through our brother? Let's give the Lord praise. Let's give the Lord praise. Amen, amen, amen. Oh, there's so much there. Turn the water and the wine. I like what they said. Why did you save the best for last? See, God is restoring your life. And that's the message. I thought those were my days. No, your days are about to take place. The best for last. Hallelujah. Lord, today, we humble ourselves before you. We receive your word today. We step out in faith. Lord, may we allow you to be God. Your ways are higher than our ways. Lead us, guide us, direct us may we not be afraid to receive your blessing in our lives for your honor and glory in jesus name and the church said amen Amen. Amen. god bless you god bless you god bless you hallelujah